ain't a thing. You just sit back and watch me work. Watch me, watch me work in your city. Watch me work. Watch me, watch me work in your city. Watch me work. Watch me, watch me work. I'ma say today, I'ma say today. You just sit back and watch me work. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Entertainment Exchange. My name is David Johnson. I am your host. Across from me on the other couch is Wayne the Hat Trick, Wizzy Webb, the co-host of this show. Guess Goo. We, what'd you say? <laughs> I said Guess Goo. <laughs> I couldn't even focus. I heard Guess Goo. <laughs> we are back for another great week of entertainment discussion here on Entertainment Exchange. Now, this is your first time. We break down entertainment news. That's movies, TV shows, sports, culture, music, social media, and more. And we give it to you guys in podcast segments throughout the week. Tuesday to Friday, and on our YouTube page, EX does entertainment, and coming soon, we're going to re-up our Twitch page and do some of that stuff more, and we'll give you guys more information about that in the future. If you like to follow us, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, everything's in the description of this podcast episode, so let's get to it. What's up? We're going to leave the Joker talk for the second half of this episode. Okay. You feel me? All right, that's cool. First, we're going to talk about Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Okay. So, Martin Scorsese said Marvel movies weren't real movies, like, two weeks ago or something like that, to which I was like, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, it's part, it's your opinion, whatever. He compared it to, like, amusement parks. He was like, Marvel movies are kind of like amusement parks, where they're, like, not real, this is what he said, okay? I'm going to quote it. Theaters have become amusement parks. That is fine and good, but don't invade everything else in that sense. That is fine and good for those who enjoy that type of film. And by the way, knowing what goes into them now, I admire what they do. It's not my kind of thing. It's simply not. It's creating another kind of audience that thinks that thinks cinema is that. So I was like, I yeah, okay, whatever. That's your opinion. I get it. He was like, he compared it to like theme parks, to which I'm like, okay, Disney World's fun. Why? You, yeah. Why you hate? <laughs> like, please, please tell me why you always hate. <laughs> exactly. The problem is that he he said like, oh, it's just it's amusement park. The problem is it's making audience members who thinks that that's what cinema is. And I was like, that's a little backhanded compliment mm-hmm. or comment to be like, you know what? Like me and him aren't that cool, but you know, we, we just stay away from each other. It's, it is what it is. I just think he sucks. Like, it's kind of like a, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's a backhanded yeah. like, yo, bro, chill. Mm-hmm. And then recently he said that uh, it's not cinema. It's something else. And somebody asked him while he's promoting like the Irishman thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, quotations, we shouldn't be invaded by it. We need cinemas to step up and show films that are narrative films. That's what he said. I don't see them, period. I tried, you know, question mark, but that's not cinema. Honestly, the clos- the closest, I said the classic, good Lord. The closest I can think of, as well made as they are, with the actors doing the best they can under the circumstances is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of humans, of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. To which, now people are like, okay, time out. <laughs> time out. First off, <laughs> time first out. off, who asked him about this? People ask him, because he's Martin Scorsese, and they ask him, has he seen any recent movies? Have you seen Avengers Endgame? Have you seen, like, big movies? And of course, he's going to be like, his response was, ah, it's like theme parks. I don't really watch those type of movies. They're not really movies, per se. Did it show up in theaters? So, Did the I problem, the problem it with his... The Ninja, it's a fluffing movie. No, no, no. The problem with his thinking is, like, I'm trying to find the right way to describe it. That's really, like, elitist way of thinking i was going see the direction i was going was like this sounds like the 
how did I put this? No, I'm not gonna go that road. Never mind. I'm gonna keep saying. <laughs> I was gonna go a route. No, I'm, I think I'm it's very it's route. very elitist. Like what I'm doing and what other people who are higher up are doing is real. What you're doing over there is not necessarily real. You guys are just playing around with your toys. And all. He's just mad that it's, they pulling in the big bucks and he ain't. I think it's very elitist. I think that has a has a but particular. But, if, but I mean, who's the elite when you think about it? Well, to, so to him, like when you talk about people. Like elite, so he's thinking of like uh, Inuritu, who did like Birdman and The Revenant, and he's thinking of like that's cool. Uh, he's probably thinking of himself, who's done Irishman and Taxi Driver and all these like classic movies. That's cool. I just think that it's very like old man. Get yeah. off my lawn. I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah. I was like, get off my lawn. It's type. way. That's a horrible You're way to, in my grass. Yeah, leave because that's like. So for him to be like, oh, it doesn't connect, connect emotionally, or oh, they're kind of like overrated or whatever, to me, me, to me means like, okay, so he didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy and that emotional response between Peter and his mother. Didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Check. Okay. He didn't see, he didn't see Iron Man in the beginning of Endgame, realizing that it's his fault that Spider-Man's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't see any of any of the emotional connection between Thor and his brother Loki doesn't see any of that. So to me, he's like, oh, okay, he just sees trailers, or he just kind of like, yeah, 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 without actually like diving, getting vested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that person? Goes, I hate that type of food, and never tries that food ever. It was like, why you hate it, man? It sucks. You ever had it? I mean, it sucks. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's just like that's a horrible way of thinking uh, about something. Is oh, they're not real. Yeah, fam. Chill. Yeah, Scorsese, you don't. You, you I'll tell you what, the Irishman is not pulling in three point whatever billion dollars. I can it's say not that much for sure. So he mad because <laughs> they dad. getting their money and he ain't. It's okay though. Next, uh, Doctor Doolittle. So we we're talking about this. We did a reaction to Doctor Doolittle the trailer. Check it out on our YouTube page. Ex does entertainment. Um, Doctor Doolittle had a lot of reshoots. Obviously. Jonathan Liebsman was brought in for the reshoots. He's the one who did Wrath of the Titans, which is the worst out of the two movies of Clash of Titans and Wrath of the Titans. And then he did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which it I don't... Hold up. Clash of the Titans was what? That's a joint with Sam Worthington, the dude from Avatar, who was like, uh, they fought like Medusa, and they fought like... I think I saw that. Yeah, where like Liam Neeson plays Zeus. Why? Those came out like early, late 2000s. I think I saw that. Yeah. You probably saw Clash of the Titans. I don't. I didn't see Wrath. I know that for sure. Wrath was but not I think good. I saw Clash. <laughs> Wrath was not good. Um, and then the guy, yeah, who also did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, which, which is the worst out of the two. So for someone to do the worst out of both of those, <laughs> both of those things, because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not good. The second one was at least fun. The the into the shadow or out of the shadows, they were like, all right, let's lean into. Yeah, we got Bebop and we got a Rhino that's voiced by like Medea. Like, let's go yeah, all. You know what I'm saying? Out here. Exactly. They went all in. All it was he literally like, did was show up, collect his check, and leave and bounce. Uh, so that happened. That that was a hundred and eighty million dollar budget for that movie. Almost two hundred million. They ain't make that back. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, as we to- as we could tell from the. Special effects in that trailer and all the stuff they're doing for some reason that they're on a boat with yeah. Jack Sparrow. 
$175 million. This is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. They need to clear $470 million for for it to be profitable. They're not making half that Because of the reshoots, because of the time it took, because of the overall budget, because of the marketing budget. They need to clear $470-ish. Why did they do that to themselves? <laughs> I have no How are you going to start off $470 million in the Woo! hole, bro? $440 million. $440 million behind the eight ball. That's tough. So, uh, I say that to say, I don't num- I don't think that's happening. It's not. <laughs> Number one. Like, I, I would honestly be surprised I, if it gets close. I get, I'd be surprised if it passes 200 I know. Yeah. Like, like, I don't, the crazy part. Half of that. <laughs> They're not getting half. Why would you do this? I feel bad for them. No not one, really, because they're making not, money. I'm not even mad at them. I'm mad at whoever let this go on and didn't say anything. Yeah. You, you should have known. Or whoever kept it was like, no, it'll be good. No, it'll be good. Through all the reasons. Yeah, no, no, no. The yes you got to try. All you yes men out there, <laughs> y'all fired. <laughs> y'all fired. Y'all ain't getting not a nair dollar from this, this smooth $150 they're going to make from this movie. If that smooth, yeah, that's, that's actually that. that's rough. Smooth, I give it, I give it probably like 80 million. Yeah, that's smooth. Um, what else? Venom director confirms Venom and Spider Man will face off very soon. Okay, cool. Ruben Fleischer, who did the first Venom, all right, cool, because they're like, it's on our, and I'm like, yeah, obvious, uh, okay, duh, duh, like, why are you making statements <laughs> like that? You know, if you look up at the sun, it'll hurt your eye, <laughs> like, duh, bro, uh, we get it. You know, so you, get, you if have you put your Spider- hand in fire, it's gonna hurt, it's gonna burn. <laughs> <laughs> next this is the interesting thing they're making a training day prequel that's what's on the docket do you remember training day i remember it i don't remember much from it though. okay the movie with the movie that got denzel his oscar yeah uh to which he won it i don't even know if i saw it bro i feel like i did though you it's probably a long time ago if ladies and gentlemen if you've never seen training day you need to watch it is it a dark movie? Yes. It's not Joker dark, but it's a dark movie. I'll but it's it. Denzel playing a villain in which he does maybe 1% of all the movies that he's done. He plays a villain. So uh, this Joker being me, probably the 1%. Joker made my bones itch. <laughs> We're not talking about that right now. And I couldn't scratch my bones. so He, he plays a villain. This is probably one of the only times I can remember him playing a villain in his movie. And he was spectacular. He needs, after seeing that movie, I was upset that he didn't be a villain more mm-hmm. because he was just so good at it. Um, they're making a prequel to Training Day that focuses on, uh, sorry, focuses on Denzel Washington's character earlier, two days before the Rodney King beatings in 1992. So they try and do some stuff. Okay. Nobody's been cast yet. Nobody, all, none of that's happened. Okay. To which I say, hmm. Muy interesante. If you're going that route, just get his son to play him, a younger version of him, John David Washington. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Black Klansman. Oh! That's his son. What? John David Washington. Word up. Word up. Just get his son to play him. Yeah. The younger version of him. Easy. Perfect. Second pick will be Michael B. Jordan, but I don't want him to. Duh. He's going to be in every, like, I don't want him to be in everything. You know what I'm saying? I want other people... But you already know he killed that. I want other people to get a shot in order to do it. Like what we're talking about next. uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen is going to be in The Matrix 4. Yaya Abdul is a guy who played Black Manta in Aquaman. 
And he was in... Was he in that episode of Black Mirror? Yes. He was Black Mirror opposite of uh, Anthony Mackie. Okay. That's Yahya Abdul-Mateen. He's going to be in... uh, John Wick, good lord. He's going to be in Matrix 4. Matrix 4 is bringing back Keanu Reeves and Trinity. Mm -hmm. So we don't know why... He may be a young Morpheus? Which was Lawrence Fishburne's character? Yeah. He may be a younger version of him, or he may be somebody completely different. But they've literally brought back everybody, not everybody, they brought back Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss and didn't bring back Lawrence Fishburne. At least not yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to be like, hey, the, the band's back together or do something. The boys are back in town? No. With we'll see, though. Uh, last, before we get to the Joker stuff, female center John Wick spinoff is happening called The Ballerina. Keanu Reeves will produce. And it will be directed by Wiseman. Len Wiseman, who has done basically every Underworld movie. Okay. With Kate Beckinsale, which has, they have great action. All right, I'm good. Yeah, I'm that's, fine that's, with that. That's dope. Uh, who, do we know who's going to be? Nope. We don't know who's going to be. I hope it's that one girl from um, Hobbs and Shaw. Vanessa Kirby. Yes. We don't know who, and she was great in Hobbs and Shaw, action-wise. We don't know if Keanu's going to be in it, but he's going to produce it. Um, she was even she was even good in... Um, well, she was in a movie before that. I don't think I've se- I don't think I've seen no, that movie. Yeah, we have. It was um she was in with was it Tom Cruise in the the Mission Impossible movie? Was she in it? Yeah, that, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, that was her. That was her. She was good in that. That thank you for reminding me. I'm I'm out here with the plug, homie. Uh Len Wiseman from Underworld can direct female action. Done. I'm fine with that. I would like it to be Vanessa Kirby, I would like it to be Charlize Theron from Atomic Ooh. Blonde and Mad Max. I would like it, you know what I'm saying? Both of them could, doesn't matter to me. It's just, you got, if it's female-centric, get, you can get the, the girl from John Wick 1, the one who was uh, attacking him in the hotel uh, yeah. that he killed. Any yeah. one of those people. And she's from, she's <sighs> in Friday Night Lights. Yes. The TV show. Yes. And she was in something else. Yes. Any of those something women in those movies like that who can can do action, you can honestly put Mila Jokovic in it. She's done action Resident Evil for years. You don't have to make her a main yeah. character, but there are a bunch like there are a lot of women who can do action. Yeah. You especially if this is a female spin-off of ballerina or whatever. Cause they talked about did you see John Wick three? No, it's not uh, they talked I don't about know where to see it. They they like literally oh, they didn't even pull the curtain back. They was on front. They peaked the curtain. At like John Wick's past mm-hmm. and some of the stuff and it and like it was at a ball it was at a a ballet studio or whatever something like they peeked the curtain at it and then it was like all right let's keep moving and I was like darn you I need more information um, so that may be something they're pulling from that we'll see I'm interested though run up when you see me then we, we gonna, gonna see. see we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna be back to talk Joker and how it's doing so far. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Now, we're back to talk Joker for the next 15, 20 minutes. Uh, if you have not seen Joker, this is your warning. This is your spoiler warning. Leave now, beforehand. forever hold your peace. Leave now, forever hold your peace. We split the episode in half so that, that after the ad if after the ad that recently played, if you don't want to listen to it yet or you want to save this part of the episode, you can back out now, watch the movie, and then come back. Should we okay? go ahead and do like, a, like an outro just for those people right now? No, they can. This is their outro. Three, two, one, goodbye. Bye. Okay, if you're still here, 
<laughs> Bye. If you're still here, and we'll put it in the description below. Like, I'll put the time signatures from whatever to whatever we talk about the Joker. All right, you got that way you know that. where it is. You got so, time. first off, the Joker, on a $55 million budget, has earned currently around four, four, $540, $541 million globally. Holy shabloli. That's a lot of money. <laughs> holy, holy moly, that's a lot of miles. That's a lot of miles. <laughs> that's moolah, fam. That And that's exactly what you need. Especially if you're... Like, I mean, Aquaman's the same thing. Aquaman costs a lot. Aquaman's like 200 whatever. But mm-hmm. they made a billion dollars. Yeah. So it's, a, it's equivalent of like, yo, if you can make a movie earn in upwards of that, that's enough money for them you to good. do 10 Joker simp- Joker style movies like do a Wonder Woman movie that's super dark. Do a Superman movie that's super dark. Like they have enough money now to do whatever they want. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Basically, in that you know DC Black Label stuff. So more power to them. Joker. Sorry. Joker. Sorry. What did you give it? A minus. Uh, B plus. A minus. But yeah. B a minus. A minus. A minus. I gave it a B. B plus. I was thinking about this earlier, and I heard some people talking about it, so I tried to like think back. And if this is true, to me, it takes a movie from a B to an A. Okay, hold up. Um, and it's like a theory. Okay, hold so up. So I was listening ahead. to Comic Book Junto. Shout out to them. Uh, and I'm trying to work my mind around it because they talked about a theory that a lot of people were talking about. Is that... And before I get into it, this this theory and this storytelling device, it either works really well or it's just dumb. To me, either it works very well or it's like, oh, you this, like why was so, I even so here? So it could take it to an A, but it's, it could also drop it to like a C. No, I, I'm not gonna drop. I'm not gonna drop it from a B. Okay. Um, the movie was good enough to be a B right now. Like I'm not gonna take it away from it. Gotcha. The theory is that none of that ever happened. That's the theory. And that's okay. So here's the thing. I've been hearing that, and and so it starts with the black lady in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Right? And the black lady who is, uh, is not a sponsor, but the black lady who is like, uh, oh, shoot. What is it? it, She's working with the the department. Yes. Social. Yes, social work. There you go. Thank you. And so she's talking with him. And she was like, well, what happened at the facility, whatever. Yeah. And it cuts to him banging his head against the glass or whatever. Yeah. And a couple people... Which it's a theory, so a lot of people have this theory. Are like, well, hold on, that's the same facility that he's in at the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same facilities at at the end of the movie where he's talking to a black lady. Uh huh. Right. And the the possibility, the question is that maybe the black lady, social worker, someone at the facility, asked him like. Well, why did you bang your head against the wall? Why did you bang your head against the glass or the bars? And he then explains, well, I had this this happened to me. Or he explains what transpired in his head so that he is the hero of his own story. Mm -hmm. But none of that ever happened. He just played a joke on the audience and then kills her at the end of the movie because then he walks out with bloody... Footprints. Yeah, yeah. So the theory is that none of that happened, right? Yeah. You have the Zazzy Beat stuff. She just we disappeared. That, yeah. Randomly. 
to which in a storytelling device for this story would be him recognizing that, you know, this part of the story isn't real. Uh, him talking to his boss. He's like, oh, they beat me up. And he was like, well, why would somebody take a sign from you? Mm-hmm. Like, why? People are people are afraid of you. You're weird. Why would people take a sign? Right? Um, there, there are like little things. This is coming from people who have seen the movie more than once. I haven't seen it more than once. But there are little things throughout the movie that are just enough off, even though the Joker itself is off. There are little things in the movie that are just enough off for you to go, wait? But then the movie keeps going past it very quickly. Or something else happens, so you go, oh, shoot, and you forget about it. And so they were saying, if you pay attention to the movie a second time and you look at certain cues, they are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's certain cues the that make is, you go. Do I want to see this movie a second time? That's the thing. My heart already I may hurts. see it with friends at home or something like that a second time, but... Um, they talked about the ending. It's like this dude literally, you know, shot uh, Murray point blank in the face, mm-hmm. left the place, got in the car, gets bailed out, puts his fingers in his nose, makes the smile on his face, whatever. Boom. Next cut, you're in the facility. No explanation. No. Well, maybe he was arrested, I guess. None of that. It just cuts to the facility. And it cuts as if someone... Sorry, my phone just... I gotta sneeze. (coughs) Salud. It cuts as if someone stopped telling a story to somebody. It was like, and that's what happened. Boom. It was like, if this is a good storytelling... If this is a true device, because they were saying... It cuts like if somebody's trying to recall a dream to you. Yeah. And it was like, and this happened, and this happened, and then I woke up. That's exactly how the story drops. Oh my gosh, they worship me, they glorify me. Boom. So it could be a real story, a real movie, or whatever. Or it could be the... Or it could be... The thought process and the dream or the entrance or whatever like state that this man had when he started going crazy in his cell, whatever. And so they asked him, well, what happened? Why why are you here? What All these bad things. And he's like, well, it's not necessarily my fault. You see? Because. And he relives or retells this story in his head in which he's the quote unquote hero of his own story. Yeah. In which the people worship him, in which it's not really his fault. You pass by me and other people like this all the time. You want to hear a joke? Yeah, does it like mm-hmm. and to which he's like, yo, but look what they did to me. I'm only retaliating and showing, like, hey, see, this is what could happen. Cut to what I, cut to reality. It's like Arthur, you're 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 in here. And then he kills that lady. He was like, Well, what do you want to talk about what you're you want to explain what you said? You wouldn't get the joke. And then he kills the lady. And I'm like, interesting. Now, Todd Phillips, the director, has said he's going to come out and say what the original intent of the movie is. Not now, though. He said he's going to come out and tell people what it, what like their intent was or how they thought about the storytelling device. But it, it'll probably be during award season when they try to win awards or win Oscars or whatever. So... Shout out to my homie, Justin. If you're listening, Justin, this is for you. 
he said the exact same thing as we were leaving the theater uh-huh. and we saw it. He was like, what if this was all just him just like yeah. talking the whole time And in to my somebody. mind, I'm like, bro, don't movie can't do that. Don't do that to me. But see, and here's why I'm okay with it if they went that way. Because the way they told the story, if it's that way, the way they told the events and the dream or whatever it yeah. could be. Yeah. The way they told that, like that was dope. Yeah. And that's exactly how I would see it if I was if I was him. If I, I thought I was the if, hero. If, yeah. If yeah. I thought I was yeah, a yeah. hero, it's like Something bad happens and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse until I just finally. I have no it. choice. Yeah, and then and then I wake up, you know. Yeah, or that's how the that's stuff how about his mom. Yeah, where it's like yeah, the mom lied and she was crazy and it was like yeah, hold on, it's it's this more excuses uh-huh. and more reasons that you know I have to take matters into my own hands and I'm like, oh, hold on now. Yeah, if that's true. And we won't know until Todd Phillips says so. If that's true, that takes the movie from a B to an A for me. Okay. And makes it one of the best told stories in that format. Because many of sto- many stories and movies have used that like, hey, here's a character at the end of his life. And then let's look back through his life and then cut back to him at the end of the movie. And he's an old man or whatever. One movie that famously did it, Saving Private Ryan. One of my favorite movies of all time. Saving Private Ryan starts with the Private Ryan, spoilers, uh, going to like the uh, Tomb of the Unknown, not Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, Arlington National Cemetery and seeing all the crosses and everything. Mm-hmm. And then kneeling beside one cross and starts crying. And you as the audience are like, well, why is he doing that? And the movie starts as a flashback and the whole movie is one just giant war flashback. And then at the end, it cuts forward to where he's at 88 years old or whatever. I was like, st- movies have done that. Like, here's a character, and we're gonna tell you a different story in the character's head or near whatever. Yeah. If they if they pulled this off, it's one of the best ones I've seen. Period. Yeah. Because the you need to suspend the disbelief of the audience. You need the audience to stop looking for clues or poking holes in for them long enough to be focused on the story. Same thing as Inception. Yo. Right. Same thing. You have to have people believe it's a dream. Like the beginning of Inception was him trying to steal that thing, that document, whatever, and the guy realizing that, oh wait, I'm in a dream, and he just realized it at the very end. Mm-hmm. But he was going along with it the whole time, right? Yeah. If there's enough sus- uh, suspension of disbelief, and that's what they intended to do in that movie, well, god dang, Dion, you, you got me, you got me, fam, because, bro. If like I said, if that's the case, that's dope. I'm now that I'm thinking about it. I've, I'm pretty sure that is. I I because it makes sense. Exactly, it makes sense to me. I have no clue though. But I'm like, I'm not rushing to go see that movie again. Not that it's a bad movie, but it's not rushing to do that to my soul again. Yeah. <laughs> so my soul needs time to heal. Yeah, we'll see. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for the second half for the joiler, the joiler. I can't speak. Wow. You know the joy filled joy joy joy. <laughs> That's the African. Enjoy yo yo. I'll be yo yo. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for the movie segment of the exchange or <laughs> entertainment exchange. Oh, I almost said I almost yeah, almost too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us for today's segment of yo. entertainment exchange. If you got any questions, hit us up in the description is where you can find our email. Hit us up at contact ent underscore exchange on Insta. 
Twitter, oh, Facebook is Entertainment Exchange. Hit up our YouTube page, EX Does Entertainment. Wayne, sign off for us. Signing off for now. It's your boy Wayne, the Hatrick Wizzy Web. That's David Johnson. And we be Entertainment Exchange. We love y'all. Keep supporting us. Buy our merch. We should have some new stuff coming to y'all. Maybe by Christmas time. We're not sure yet, but we're going to keep you posted on that. Keep you posted. Keep you posted like Posty. Shout out Post Malone. Love you, dog. Anyway, remember, love God, love people, and we out. Thank you.